Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody. Um, uh, quite a week this week. Uh, and uh, I just I just thought rather than be plugging uh, what we do, like plugging in podcasts and this, that, and the other, it just didn't seem appropriate. So... I thought as as part of the the part of the movement, what's going on? Uh, I've been reading a lot online about ways to be a better ally, and one of those ways is uh, to amplify black voices. Um, and I've seen I've seen people, you know, they're, they're contacting people of colour and saying, "Can you come on this? Can you come on that?" And then I felt that might be a bit felt a bit contrived, and I didn't want to look like we were jumping on a bandwagon. And so I thought what we could do is go back and go back through our our catalogue and uh, and amplify the people that have been on. And so one of those people was Dane Baptiste. Dane came on uh, May last year, and it was a fantastic episode, um, if you've not already heard it. And uh, there's so many quotable bits in this episode. Um, Dane was talking about hypocrisy, uh, the real reason behind a lot of men's mental health, which was quite the eye-opener. Um Social media, the down, you know, the downside of it, and and the real victims of war, amongst other things. Um, you know, it, it's uh, he says, you know, it's important that when like when we are amplifying black voices, that we we talk about a range of subjects, and uh, and that is exactly what Dane does. Uh, he's you know he's, he's got one of the sharpest minds in comedy. Um, I've I've got to be honest. I don't think I've met someone like him before. It's a, he really you know he's a he's not just a comedian and a writer. He's a you know he's a philosopher and he really thinks about how the world works and and he's got such a great insight in into what it takes to be a human being. It was quite extraordinary having him come down to Comedy Central and and, and talk to us. And so with that in mind, I'll pipe down and hand you over to the man himself, Mr. Dane Baptiste. We have to fully go airline safe or whatever it's called. Airline safe. Mike Skinner used it as a term. Flat mode. Yeah, I went flight mode. I prefer airline safe. Airline safe works, man. It's a new phone, I can't find one. Oh, I got it. I put mine's now airline safe, but I've got to make a note. It's flight safe mode, isn't it? Are we flight safe mode, are we start? Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to get it um, airline safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I don't know why uh, airlines say it because they don't really can't really check that intensely whether or not your phone is airline safe. No. I don't really think it affects instruments because at that altitude 
you don't get reception anyway. And the thing is, sometimes it's good to take a break off that shit as I'm learning, which we will discuss. It's just nice, isn't it? Just yeah. to have a some time some, out. Take a walk in your own head, man. Oh, dude. Having, I've been reading a lot more since the internet, since, since social media, because I just uh, can't, I can't, man. Yeah. It does my fucking head in. It's a global high school. Yeah, so I've been trying to explain to my friends is that the, the massive appeal of social media is that for a lot of people uh, who don't have jobs like ourselves, the uh, social paradigms they got to observe, observe as like adolescents and stuff, where you have like your immediate circle of school friends, mm. might have some mates around the manor. You you don't have that anymore once you reach a certain age and you're going to work. And basically, your uh, experience on a daily basis is normally commute to work, maybe commute home with the kids or family if you have kids, yeah. maybe spend some time with colleagues after work, uh, depending on the day, and then you come home. So the opportunity for you to observe or even maintain uh, relationships, be they platonic or romantic, becomes a lot harder. So social media allows you to kind of create this uh, ideal fantasy and also provide a large amount of escapism. Especially if you have a line of work where you have like a very menial job or you're working where you're essentially unfulfilled, then, you know, it it provides great escapism. And what it means is that uh, for a lot of people, as I'm sure you know, high school or secondary schools where they peak. Yeah, man. Yeah, so definitely. trying to recreate that same paradigm is why social media comes in because social media, you can be like, make incendiary comments, you can be a troublemaker for the purpose of attention seeking as yeah. that is the currency with social media and really the currency when you're dealing with adolescents anyway. Mm-hmm. Most adolescents' displays are, are on attention because again, you're not earning, you can't make money and you can't really affirm your humanity or your validity in society when you're an adolescent because you have to go to school and most people tell you what to do. You can't vote, for example. No. So what you do instead is that like, attention displays for attention, whether it's alpha male displays because you're now going through puberty or, you know, same as feminine ones where you're like, you know, trying to show your beauty, which is why when you look at someone like Instagram, all of the people on there, like who are, I guess, uh, being exalted, it's like, this person's attractive or this person stays in shape. We don't know about their journey, who they are, mm. what their political leanings are, just that they look attractive. They have an aesthetic that's pleasing to us. And so therefore we follow them. And you only see that when you're in school, it's like the popular girl, she's like the girl who was mo- you know, she's got the most curves, she's got the yeah. biggest boobs, or the dude who's got a car. We don't question any other, you know, their, their uh, intellectual aptitude or like what their career is gonna be. It's just that that person's popular in school because they show some promise in sport and they are aesthetically pleasing. So for a lot of people, once that ends and you have to enter like the world of work and stuff, then it's a lot more difficult. So that's why everyone wants to regress back to the same thing. Sure. Where, and you know, you look at Instagram and this is why you have like all these splinter groups of people that, you know, you have, a, there's a black Twitter and there's like a white supremacist Twitter and there's like mm. LGBT social media because again, it's usually when you're in your adolescence, you're forced to stratify yourself along these lines because yeah. this is how people contextualize their existence at that age. We haven't got the wisdom of experience. Because when you're a kid, you don't give a shit. And then when you're an adult, you realize it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's just this, period of adolescence whereby you have the same you have like the body and the secretions of an adult so you have the same urges as an adult but you still have the mind of a child and it's a very fucked up time to be which is why most people hate high school that's why yeah. you say American we hate high schools like, well, that's why most people end up getting fucking killed like all knife crime is a, happening to people among adolescent age that's right. like you know school shootings happen to people among adolescent age like places like Bridge and Suicide it's all adolescent mm. age it's a fucking horrible time to be alive and so now when you look at like how these images and aesthetics you're seeing on Instagram are so unattainable and they're so unrealistic and treated. To me, it's not surprising that now kids are calling themselves non-binary and gender fluid because why the fuck would you want to live up or conform to this mm. idea of hyperfemininity where it's like, um, I've got double D-cut breasts, but then I'm a size six, but then also I'm completely hairless. Yeah. Or as a man, it's like, I'm a real man where I have a beard, but then I have no body hair. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that aesthetic just doesn't really work naturally. No. So, it's not surprising kids are like, I, that, this culture is so damaging to me and generates so much anxiety. No wonder kids are like, I don't want to be either of these things. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. these binary extremes of hyper-femininity, <clears throat> of having like the uh, complexion of a Brazilian woman, but being as hairless as an Asian woman, but having the bum of a black woman <laughs> at the same time. But then at the same time, as, and as a guy, it's like, you know, you're supposed to be able to have a lifestyle which affords you all this opulence of like mm. eating at like Michelin star restaurants and then having like the best cars. And then at the same time, you're also like able to take pay attention to your body the whole time. Those dualities just can't exist. No. So people are just like, fuck it, yeah, I'm yeah, neither yeah, nor. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I understand why that culture, right? So I mean, just, and, it's, and this is the complex that it's building for us. And like, I was just watching something recently where they're now saying that in a few years time, terms of like regulation and monitoring of the long-term effects of social media will be equivalent to that of smoking. Wow. In that like, we had got to a point where we had to realize that we cannot allow kids and adolescent people to smoke because of the long-term damage yeah, it causes to them yeah. and it's stunting to their growth in the same way that like, humanity are a social species, but in order for you to thrive within it, you need to be able to spend time in your own head and manage your own faculties, develop stuff like coping mechanisms so you're able to interact with people. So you're not yeah. moving into like, you know, these spectrums of either one end of the spectrum of neuroses, which is anxiety, which is causing, or you're so detached because you live within a false reality that you're on the other end where it's psychosis. And then you're seeing more start embers of that because now if you have the benefit of anonymity, then you can go online and project this horrible thing and you can say, oh, oh you deserve to be raped, you're ugly. And you can all project mm, all of these inner yeah. turmoil and project that onto other people because you don't have to acknowledge it. But being a troll is a really acute condition whereby if you're involved in this hostile environment for long enough, you will start to become very misanthropic and hate people. Mm, if you look yeah, at yeah. YouTube comments, you think people are pieces of shit. Yeah. So then, it's what they say, is it, is it Nietzsche is like, you know, you, if you stare into the abyss, it'll stare into you. So if you're looking at all this horrible shit on Twitter, yeah. it's gonna taint you after a while. Yeah, in the same man. way that they put an AI into Twitter, and after a while they had to deactivate her because she spent so much time in there, she's like, I love Hitler and stuff like that. Because yeah, just, right. she's trying to develop a personality based on the algorithms of how people have discourse on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, not, because that's a false reality because people are able to be this even darker self or mm. even entertain these darker recesses of their mind or these more taboo parts of their mind because they're not going to be accountable for it. But if you're looking at like an objective uh, conscience, consciousness, like an AI, then they're always seen as people being pieces of shit because they know they can get away with it. Mm. And then essentially, it's just following the same algorithm. Because yeah, like, you know, if you're an AI and you, so if you want to base humanity or your narrative on humanity, based on what you see in the world, yeah. you might think, okay, they're a social species and they move like most other mammals. If you look at social media and the false, the, the fallacy that's projected, you're going to think that we're all like, you know, materialistic, oversexed, like, pieces yeah. of shit that never need to work but have the best lifestyles. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so far as mental health, like, yeah, I think, I don't think we even are aware of how much social media is going to affect no, people. Man. It comes up a lot, actually, on the on the other episodes that we've done. There's always a mention of social media. Yeah. And it does, like, like with, with Jade, I mean, we've actually said to each other, look, we can't, don't go on your phone first thing in the morning. Don't do it. So if you wake up in the morning, grab your phone, your day's fucked. You're I've had done. It, and I've had yeah. it so, I've had it so many times. And, it took for me to be verified, for me to realize how deep it is. Because my whole thing was initially, it was like, it, it strengthens my resolve. I can handle it. I don't, mm. I'm not scared of bullies. I'll no. be afraid of But then you learn, like within normal discourse, even if I may be right, if I'm arguing and meeting somebody on the same emotional level, we're both shouting, even yeah. though I am right, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't see that. If you're looking at us arguing, you're just looking like two people arguing. Yeah. So you don't know. So it's like, you can't tell. So 
it's the same way that like if I'm having back and forth with people and trolls and stuff, if you go on my timeline and you just get a, a snippet of that, you'll just see me arguing with some mm. random. So it got to the point where I realized people will deliberately try to goad you yeah, because man. now we're at a point whereby because some people are so, much, so immersed in social media, now you have a hierarchy within social media. Yeah, of course. So if you have a blue tick and you're verified, it's almost that like you have some kind of like, you're in a different echelon to people who are just on social yeah. media. So now people will attempt to try and like, uh, wind me up or they'll really? say stuff to provoke you because they know if I respond, then you have a blue tick next to your name. It's like, that guy's responded and he's somebody Fine. and I've gotten him to be- You're justifying them. Yeah, you're yeah, justifying them. So now it's like, now I've realized it's kind of like, and, it's, and that came from me, that more came from comics of me being like, I don't want to act like I'm better than people. No. Nah. So I'll, I will meet you at your level because yeah, I'm yeah. not scared or I don't pretend to be a, like yeah. an elitist. But you realize that it's like, for professional purposes and also really just for the sake of having your own sound body and mind, people thrive off of this. Of course. Yeah. And then what you, and, and also because, the, and the mob are very fickle. Yeah. Because that's what we are on social media, it's the mob. You know, just, yeah, just, just because yeah. of how temperamental they are and how easily they can be swayed based on hashtags. And, you know, if you look in real life language, trends have always been, you know, something that has always been finite. So when we talk yeah. about what trends on Twitter and stuff like that and the outrage and backlash, like at one point, you know, curtains were a trend or another point, moon boots were a trend. So yeah, trends, man. they come and go and they, they wax and wane. And it's the same way that people need to be aware that like, if you pretend to, t- if you want to take a stance on a trend, then make sure it's one you stand by because trends will change yeah. and your statements will still remain yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of etched in that, that world. And that's why you're seeing people now who said stuff very flippantly, yes. very stupidly, because they were conforming or within a social circle. Like, you know, when people might say flippantly, oh, that girl's fat when you're in secondary school. And then it's like, you know, years later, that person's like, you realize that gave me fucking bulimia. And then you're like, yeah, oh, man. fuck, I was, I don't yes, know what I was. Yes, yes. And now people are dealing with that on social media. Where it's like shit they said before flippantly, not thinking about the magnitude to which this was going to grow are now being fucked over based on the stuff they said. So I just think, you know, when people, it's very, the issue is now is that just, there is a lot of people that feel they are, they exist in some ideal incarnation when they're on social media yeah. and it really is not the case. And it's, and it's, uh, I said before, it's like, so you know, they say opinions are like assholes, yeah. <laughs> which they are. Everyone, and I say yeah. it because everyone's got one. But the thing is like, there's a lot of things with assholes. Assholes also have a sphincter. Yeah. So that you don't shit uncontrollably. <laughs> and you don't fart uncontrollably. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing about opinions is that the reason why you have a sphincter is because sometimes, like an opinion, if you fart in front of like anybody, you could really damage your like social yeah. opportunities. <laughs> but whereas opinions, like a fart, is like that, if you surround people that know you and have a context for who you are, they might be like, oh, fuck, you know, rich. But they know yeah, you. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. The, whereas if you, if you do it in front of strangers, they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you, yeah. sir? Like there's a certain yeah, level yeah, of, yeah. so opinions, like assholes is like you can you can use them. Everyone's got one, but there seems there has to be an etiquette. Yes. So that and that's the thing. With, and, and the problem is, is that like your brain works the same way. In that when people say I have no filter, what you're basically saying is that you have verbal diarrhea. Yeah. But they think. That, but people try and say it like it's positive. Like I don't have a filter. But oh yeah. You need a filter. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise you have Tourette's. Anyone anyone I've ever met that went oh I'm just being nice. I'm not. I've got a filter. I'm like you're being a bit of a cunt. Yeah, you're being a cunt. Yeah. yeah. And also and what it normally means when someone says I can say that it is what they say is that I oh, preemptively yeah. are going to say something provocative to you because it means that now I have a guard against my own insecurities. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what they normally mean. Because exactly when people that. say, I just say how it is, it's like, yeah, but you don't want to hear how it is. Yeah. <laughs> you're just preemptively saying it before anybody else. So yeah. that's what I mean. You pick up on these lines that people say. And so like, the thing with opinions now is that like, like I said, your brain is supposed to have a filter. Your, that's like your sphincter. So that you don't have leakage at your mouth all the time. <laughs> and the problem is with social media is that it's now created this laxative yeah. where wow, there's man. so much conversation yeah. going on that people can't help but be like, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, they, and if you don't have the etiquette 
where you're able to control and and we won't have it because we are adolescents on social media mm. but that's why i say it's like a high school because essentially and that's only because of the time it's been around yeah so that's why i say like social media has been around like so from like msn etc but really the the chronology is only it's, it's you know we're in the teens amount of that's years right. it's been around yeah, yeah. So that's why i say we're like te- so our and that means that our consciousness on social media is also teenaged yeah man so we're only learning now how to deal with it so this is why people are saying shit, and now you'll find some people taking back stuff they've said before because they weren't thinking yeah. they've they've run they're not running through in their head and now they say they can't stand by stuff and we're seeing it happen to celebrities all the time so it's just it's um so far as like the complex that human beings are dealing with now I think the digital era contributes massively to that. Yeah. And it's not because of any particular reason. There's, I mean, there's certain aspects of social media which really are just replacing media when it came through, like when we say like video killed the radio star and yeah, shit. Yeah, it's yeah. just digital media is just replacing broadcast media. That's just yeah. natural evolution. That's right. And there are a lot of advantages to that. But, you know, like fire, that changed human life, but it still burns down houses and cathedrals <laughs> and shit, despite yeah, how yeah. you know advanced we are. Yeah. But it cooks our food and keeps us warm as well. But we, over time, have had to learn how to manage this exactly. thing. Exactly, it's how you use it that counts, yeah. And it's the same thing with social media, is that it's still in its adolescent stages. So we still don't know the effects of it and how to use it. Like Because it could change with just like... Because, for example, when you watch television and you see something ridiculous, they have to give you the warning and be like, don't try this at home. That's right. Actors are used in this. Social media doesn't do that. No. So when you see, like... So if we were to have some level of regulation... It, it was to say something like, you know, this model has used Photoshop or this person yeah, has right. used supplements so that people aren't, especially children that have no yeah, frame of right. reference are not developing a complex where they feel they have to aspire to this. That's right. When it's impossible. Yeah, man. So That's where all the, pro- like you say, you know, there's so, everyone's got anxiety now, everyone's got depression. I've even found it myself. Yeah. When I've been, I commented on Twitter the other day about the Notre Dame thing. Mm-hmm. All I said was like, all oh, right, how can they find, how have how they managed to find 600 million mm-hmm. in an afternoon yet we've still got people can't yeah. feed their kids and yeah. no one's stepping in to do that and that's all I said yeah. and, I, and I made another comment going look I'm not saying we shouldn't rebuild it yeah, it's yeah. a beautiful building but where's the urgency when it comes to actual people yeah. and the, a couple of comments I got like ruined my afternoon Yeah, yeah. And, and, the, and, the and, the reason, like, and the reason why is because like I said because we are a collective consciousness when we're having this discourse on social media and that's just a part of your consciousness like you know to use if you want to use like I guess uh a model like a Freudian model of psychology mm. that's the id part of you or the ego but the super yeah. ego part of you being like you know if we if we can help out in a humanitarian crisis why should that should involve humans more than things yeah every person who has a concept of humanity thinks the same thing yeah unfortunately when you say something like that and you beat people to the punch rich it, it means that then people have to now reflect on their own apathy right so they become defensive because yeah, yeah, when yeah. you say something out on twitter essentially you're saying it to everyone yeah. So then you're saying we should all be better people. Now, when people have to hear that, and some people within themselves are struggling with their own moral shortcomings, they're like, "Well, who the fuck are you to tell yeah, me that yeah, I should be right, a better person?" Man. So yeah. you start, so you start bringing it out in them, and it's so, so it's, 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 it's almost you're, you're kind of steaming them out. So it's not, not, you haven't said anything wrong, and even I mean, right or wrong, but you know, nothing you've said is accusatory or anything like that. You're not no. mentioning anyone's name, but someone, you, somewhere, you saying that is almost it's the equivalent yeah. of like when you know you're on a train, you're commuting home, people, and then. The dreaded sound no one wants to hear. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man. Because no one wants to be confronted with the fact that this this person, this homeless person, they're three or maybe two or three paychecks away from being in that position. Yeah. And humans are a social species, whether we like it or not. And you don't want to be confronted with the desperation of humanity because you're always, it's always yeah. going to take you take a part of it on whether you want to or not. So 
people are just like, oh, fucking hell, there's, there's homeless people. Why can't you get a job and blah, 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 blah. This person in the full world knows, are you fulfilling your job? No. Yeah. Are you happy going to work all the time? No. Are you fatigued and tired and worn down by your job, which you probably a long term find unfulfilling? Yes. So, but then they, they'll rationalize that maybe now, but I have to do this in order for me to be able to have a house and tread water financially and pay my rent. So when they see somebody who like has uh, deviated from that, mm. then there's a part of resentment there where that, that person's not having to work. So this person isn't stealing directly from me, but I'm resentful of the fact yeah. that I have to work and I'm unfulfilled. I can't project that onto the powers that be because I can't see them and I don't know who they are. And also I'm so beholden to them in order for me to yeah. get paid. I can't defy them. But this person, they're just scrounging off the world and blah, yeah, blah. It's easier, yeah. It's easier, it's much easier. In the same way that like, you know, rich people will not be blamed for the, the fact that 10, 11 years ago, you destroyed our economy and now you're reporting profits, even though we bailed you out. Yeah. Now, if you're any person who's right wing or you're Tory or you're, you believe in, uh, you're a Republican and you believe in a free market, then as a, as a majority shareholders, before banks can say anything, we should be getting profits. Because yeah. we're the ones who build them out. So we run those banks, we own those banks. That's by financial terms. But no one will say that because no. people are so attached to the idea of capitalism is that they will rather excuse that because it's much easier rather than to mobilize the poor, yeah. to aspire to be able to have that is much easier. Because that's what the dream is, everyone's like, you know, capitalism is a faith-based system, whether people like it or not. It's not airtight, it doesn't work, as we're seeing, it doesn't mm. work. So they're like, yeah, but the, God, the money God says, I can be like that too. If I keep working hard or yeah. I play the lottery and I scratch the right card, I'll be this person too. So, but these guys, they're just lazy, that's why. Yeah. But it's just very hard for people to confront that in the same way that like, you know, during, with chattel slaves, during slavery, like in America and stuff, they used to make slaves dance and be happy and make them smile at, at the expense of their lives. Because if these slaves' faces reflect the human misery mm. of being forced into chattel, you see that, mm. that's gonna fuck you. In yeah, the same way that like, yeah. you know, we're all like, cool, we are uh, freedom fighters. Another example is we're all freedom fighters. We're sending our coalition of, of the willing to occupy Afghanistan and Iraq. We're supposed to be beating tyrants. So then if we are fighting the good fight and we're virtuous in our actions, why are soldiers coming home and killing themselves? Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if what you're doing is virtuous and you yeah. believe what you're doing, but it's because the humanity of having to take the lives of people you don't know and being surrounded by carnage, you are going to bring that home with you whether you like it or not. That's right, yeah. So, because more people from Vietnam died from taking their own lives yeah, than yeah. died in Vietnam. That's and right. since then, 70% of all homeless people are war veterans. Yeah. So you have to ask yourself, these are people that have had Operation Enduring Freedom, these are people that are protecting our freedoms, and then they come back and they are so scarred with our experience, they are not able to thrive within society. Because homeless people are, home, homeless is a, is a socially created species. Yeah. It's not like there's not enough homes to go around. And it's not like we, there, isn't, there hasn't been historically a certain level of care, yeah. but whatever these people's trauma is, whether it's from infancy or recently, there is a part of their head where they can't thrive within society or yeah. keep up the pretense that they can operate. <clears throat> so they are in the streets. So for me, it's like, so then now we have this paradox socially where it's like, oh, people, I cannot believe, you know, People, people are burning effigies of George Bush and it's insane and we should buy poppies and you should celebrate the troops. But it doesn't matter how much poppies I buy if this guy is still going to be on the streets. That's right, yeah. You know, if you want to support, it's like, why aren't we supporting our troops? But then you, how can you have the duality of you, you want to support troops, but then you want to privatise the NHS? Yeah. yeah how, it, the, the, those, those ideas can't work. Yeah. So what makes with that, what, the other thing is that with that, with these people that give themselves for their country and then once they come back, they're like, all right, yeah, see you later. 
yeah, basically. take care. Well done. And they're done. And, but, you know, in my mind, I mean, it's a shame that we have to have armies and war. You know, yeah. wars are fucking bullshit, but we have them and people give themselves, give their lives over to them. I think when you come back, you should be set for life. You should be set for life. You've given your life for the, for the country. So the country just go, we'll take care of you from now on. Yeah, yeah. Someone who's a civil servant who gives themselves for the betterment of society, we should set them up for life. Yeah. The thing is, I'd even wager though, Rich, even if so, someone comes out, you could give someone a million pounds, if they have PTSD to the mm, point whereby they yeah. can't thrive, no matter of money saving them. No. And this is, so, so decompression is more of the fact that like, people observe so much of the depths of humanity. Yeah. The lines have been blurred in terms of what is good and what is bad and what we hold to be moral and what to be amoral, that you fucking have, you become so detached from humanity, we could be surprised if people are taking yeah. their lives. But you know, we do a thing, it's a thing uh, called, it's, uh, it's work with CSE doing gigs with the troops and they do a thing called decompression yeah. where they were coming back from Afghanistan and instead of they were coming straight from the war zones they were going straight home yeah. and they were killing themselves or they were punching their families around or they were going crazy. kicking off in a supermarket so they so they brought in decompression just to take just to and the initial the first decompressions that they did carnage because yeah. they turn up in this camp in Cyprus they just chuck slabs of beer out amongst them and the lads would just go mental. And then, and then amongst that, us comics would have to come out and have some sort of a show yeah, yeah. where you've got Gary and John just punching lumps out of each they're other. And they're crazy. Yeah. Because, and, that's because, and that's because, you know, you will never see a greater display of, of uh, lack of humanity and apathy than in war. Yeah. So when you experience that for long enough, you come home you're so detached. And that's mm. the thing, when you talk, and even when we talk about stuff like suicide and stuff, suicide doesn't always necessarily refer to the idea that people don't want to be alive. But if you are dealing with a certain level of trauma or you're in a situation where you feel so detached from humanity, yeah. then you, you know, the natural inclination is what's the point? It's not that I'm, I, I, don't want, I, don't, I want to die. It's not the intention of dying. It's just, I just don't, mm. I don't feel like I'm here anyway. Yeah. And so this is why like, people that a lot of time, suicide survivors who, who survive suicide attempts, like Richard Pryor, for example, is like, as I'm burning, that's when you feel this, the survival instinct kicks in. Yeah, 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 shit, what am I yeah, doing? Because, yeah. yeah, because then, cause then, cause then you feel alive. Yeah. You know, and we all know people like, you know, if you look at that spectrum of like, uh, I guess, um, neuroses, mm. which, which ends with like something like suicide, then at a reduced level, you've got like self-harm. Yeah, And you, yeah. you know, and a lot of time with self-harm, people, you just wanna, cause you wanna fucking feel something. That's right, Not yeah. because you necessarily wanna harm yourself, but it, it speaks just to the fact that psychologically, yeah. there's a lot more complexity to any mm -hmm. muscle in our body. But the way we have like physical gyms, we don't have the same mind gyms. No. So, it, and that's testament to the fact that it doesn't matter how attractive or aesthetically pleasing you may look to society, if your brain feels fatigued or is dealing with stuff, people don't mind cutting themselves and, provide, and, and hurting themselves because I just want to feel something. It's true, man. I just, I just yeah. need that shit stimulated again. So for me, a lot of the time it's like, you know, I historically before I and that's and that's come from me having because I wanted to get involved in the creative industry and for me it's like I I revere what we do is because we're taking concepts which are intangible mm. and I can't read your mind but you give me a narrative or a stream of consciousness and you, and on, to boot you make it funny as well yeah. and the, you know the laughter with comedy and it being the best medicine the reason why it's the best medicine I guess even though we use it figuratively is because. You know, it's it doesn't require like a dosage. No, you can't overdose on laughing. No. You know, you can't. You, you don't have to. You know, you don't have to. You know, find a vein. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to like have a dosage. Like it can just. And again, like music, you, it, you don't need any kind of orifice for it. It just no. goes in your ear yeah. and then you process it in your brain. And that's why the pay for doors today. He's saying what I'm thinking. Yeah. And for human beings, that relief 
that you are sharing a uh, commonality with somebody on a, not just a physical level. Yeah. It's so important. Yeah, man. And people don't understand. And that's why, like, even people my age don't understand. It's like, yeah, everyone wants to be desired sexually and stuff like that. But there's going to come a point in your life where just being able to wake up in bed Mm. We're more important than who you bring to your bed. Yeah, man. And that's and that's the long and that's that longevity is something that we've kind of missed. Yeah. So and and so for me, like all this kind of discovery was a process of me having to unlearn shit that society's taught me, and just how take that whole your time with your critical thought. Yeah. Which most of us have, because that's developed over millions of years. So most of us know better, but it's just we suggest that we have to do things differently yeah, and yeah, yeah, try yeah. and conform to this thing because we just want to fit in. And this is how it's having the confidence to go actually. This I'm, is it. I need to turn myself out of this. This, this isn't, is it. yeah, like you say, society is telling you one thing, and you're and, but that in, inside, in your soul, you kind of go, you can feel it. You go, you can feel it. It's not right, man. Yeah, it's ain't right. You can definitely I mean, feel it. It's having the confidence to go, I'm going to, yeah, I'm out of this for a bit. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. And it's funny, you talk about, you know, being sexually attractive and this and that. You don't, you don't think about anything. You don't think about my, my nan is just, just about to turn 90. And she can't, she was so active. She was always, she used to drive and she did this, she did that. Now she has to have someone come around in the morning to get her out of bed. Yeah. Like, Cause her knees are fucked and she can't. And I see that and I'm like, fuck man. We're worrying about the wrong things. You gotta, you gotta protect yourself from the yeah. future. And you know, I know that's such an important thing. And I was saying to my friend yesterday, is that like, you know, everyone has bad relationships or you'd be mistreated by a partner and stuff like that. And you think that person has fucked with me and they, they deserve to feel the pain that I felt. But the reason why you have like someone like Shakespeare saying that all's fair in love and war yeah. is because the parallels between those two experiences is that like innocent people get hurt. There's collateral damage. Yeah, man. People that don't deserve it get fucked over. You become scarred by your experiences. You become detached by your experiences. You become so much pain by your experiences. Sometimes you want to commit suicide. Sometimes there's massive highs. But mm. on the whole, you are, it's like, you know, inevitably there, there isn't, there can be no longer a long-term winner. Yeah. But really like, I was saying to my friend that, you know, if someone, someone has to observe mistreatment and they have to observe pain for them to do it to other people. So that's why they say you like hurt people, hurt people. So yeah, normally if yeah, someone's yeah. in a relationship and they're mistreating somebody else, it's more a reflection of their own more uh, personal short, mm. shortcomings. Cause yeah. why would you, if you're, like, if you're confident and you know you're attractive and you're appreciated by everybody, you wouldn't need to behave or, no. or make someone feel in, in, inferior to you. Like I haven't, no. got, I haven't got to pick up, my nephew's 10, I ain't got to pick on him. Or we, I don't have to like barge him when I'm playing football because I'm, it's very clear I'm his physical superior anyway. Yeah. So I don't, there's nothing to prove. In the same way that if someone has to mistreat somebody in love or they have to be defensive, it's more about you than it is. It's like when someone, if, where you see like, sometimes it's quite flippantly shown like, oh, a less attractive person mm. says to somebody, oh, you're good looking, they're like, oh, well, whatever. Like, how are you offended by somebody finding you attractive? Yeah. Irrespective of how they look, the fact that they are given that's part of themselves to exalt you, only if you're insecure yourself or you've been in a position whereby the power status has changed where you've tried to appeal to somebody they've not been interested would you behave that way yeah. otherwise you're like oh cool thank you whatever because yeah, yeah, yeah. you never have to turn away from compliments but so people have to observe that so the th I say to my friend like, at the end of the day these people like people that want to mistreat people whether or not they think so or they like it or they can mask it with their ego it will seep into them and they will have to deal with it. Because yeah, like man. I said, once oh, you get to man, a certain yeah. age where you can't move and all you, really all you have left is this, this is yeah. the, the strongest muscle you have. And you spend most of your time in here, you might want this to be uncluttered because yeah. at some point, whether you like it or not, you're gonna have to spend some time in your own head. Yes, man. Even yeah. if it's the last seconds before you go to the other side, yeah. you'll have to. And you don't want to be there and you want it to be a comfortable walk. Yeah, man. Because yeah, we want to take a walk yeah. on our side of our own heads. You want that shit to be a comfortable walk. So this is why like gaining your mental faculties and stuff 
as early as possible and performing mind exercises and just taking a walk in your own head. That's right. Like man. even stuff like taking the time to interpret what your dreams mean. Because that's all, that's all projection of your subconscious. Yeah. It's so important for you to do that because like, we talk about like, living with regrets is tough, but trust me, living with like internal conflict and trying to like have your, because your ego, because I think a lot of times, especially with younger people, we confuse pride and self-esteem mm. and they're not the same thing. No. Because people will try and mask with pride and they're too proud to acknowledge when they're wrong or they're too proud to, you know, concede defeat. It won't be your comp- it won't be good company when you're older. No. Your ego, it, you feel like it protects you, it will be your worst the enemy one, as well. Yeah, yeah, it's It'll be your worst enemy as well. Your when you're like, oh, I don't have to put, but it's the same one. It's the same one that's like, oh, yeah, you look good, you don't have to put with this, and you can get any person you want. It's the same person who being like, yeah. nobody wants you because you because of who you are. It's the same yeah. voice that's going to be telling you the yeah. same thing. So it's funny, all this shit behavior, it, it does come from you. From Always. Me. Every time I've, I've found this out myself very recently, where I had, I had certain expectations of the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So then it was cool to me to. Get, I was like, I'm being, I'm being mugged off. Yeah, I'm yeah. being mugged off. I'm not having this. This is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I expect this, 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 and this, and it's not happening. And then I was like, hang on, yeah, what, why am I bringing this? You, because you've been mugged off before, yeah. and you're afraid, and if you see certain pathology, you yeah. don't want it to happen again. So that's not like, you're not a bad person, but again, you know, your self-esteem has been attacked. And yeah. when that is attacked, this is when your, your pride begins to seep through. So you're like, I have a standard, but... I guess the ideal position we should all reach is that, again, love, like everything else, begins within yourself and it's self-perpetuating, yeah. or what we refer to as love. So once you're able to set that standard, that's supposed to be, because you know, you're supposed to love someone always, mm. like, you know, you may have relatives may have passed away, you can still picture them and still love them. That's right. Which means that that energy can be created, mm. or even the chemical, if you're scientific, even the chemical secretions that follow, you feel in what we refer to as love, they can be recreated whether that person is there or not. Yeah. When you're in love with somebody, they don't have to be physically present and stimulating your five senses for you to still love them. So by that token, that same energy, because love is supposed to be an energy, or if you're a spiritual person, God is love, whatever. So that's not something you can necessarily hoard as a human being. You can harness it and you're supposed to use it like any other energy, because mm, energy can't yeah. be created or destroyed. So you harness it, and one of the first things you're supposed to do is have self-love, which means you set a standard for yourself and it's perpetuating enough whereby if you give it to somebody, and they misuse it, yeah. you still have it within yourself where you're like, well, I tried to love that person. They didn't take it on board, but I still love myself and I yeah, still yeah, know yeah. how, and I know the goodness of love and how it works because it's, it's sustaining me. Yeah. And it gives me a sense of you know, self-awareness. It gives me a sense of always seeking my own welfare yeah. so that I don't have to seek this energy from other people and thereby continuing, because then I'm just desperate for energy and I'm trying yeah, to, yeah, whereas yeah, if yeah. you have it yourself, you harness that, then, it doesn't matter, you, you can love and you can be hurt again, you can keep doing it, and, oh, yeah. you know, which is probably why you find a lot of time women probably excel at this a lot more than men because of a higher emotional intelligence and also some social engineering whereby it's given that women are more emotional and more susceptible to falling in love. Yeah. And then they have their hearts broken and somehow, you know, in the same way that like a woman has an abortion and if you are aware of the process of an abortion, you would, as a man, you wouldn't be fucking inclined to be getting, having sex again. No. Whereas the idea is a woman has to have a child removed from her, whatever the trauma she goes through, to have sex again, it's a big fucking ass oh, somebody yeah. to, get yeah, back on, yeah, yeah. to get back on a proverbial horse. In the same way that a woman will have her heart broken, she's a woman, she's emotional. Yeah. But the emotional faculty is to rebuild a heart and rebuild a mind when you've dealt with this ultimate rejection, they do it a lot more. Whereas a lot of time what men do is that if their self-esteem and their self-image is damaged by a loss of love, then pride tends to replace that and yeah. they start putting up with his walls and like, oh, I'm not going to care about any woman again. Like, right, yeah. love them and leave them, you get me? I'm not doing that. And like, because these walls are built because it's like that vulnerability is something that 
masculinity mm. doesn't teach you to defend against. Yeah. There's no rep you can do or no bicep curl you can do that's going to strengthen your resolve to yeah. deal with heartbreak and rejection. You can't punch anybody hard enough. You can't buy every car fast enough. So learning the mental facilities to deal with rejection and to deal with loss of love and even the articulation of love is something that men are lacking a lot. Like yeah, for me, man. I think heartbreak was probably the best experience for me of Same. becoming a man yeah. because that's because your parents can't save you from that. No, no money can bail you out from that. You need to learn to be an adult and then you have to take responsibility for your own mind and your own emotions and then steal your resolve where you're like, okay, I know what it's like to have loved and to have lost. It means number one, how I felt, I would not visit that on somebody else intentionally. Yeah. And also it means I know what, how, it feels, how it feels and how I should give it to somebody and how important it is not to lose it. So yeah. you have to look at it as experience of, when you get to experience that energy, it may not last forever. Mm. But it's something that, you know, people run away from it yeah. because it's so yeah, high yeah, risk yeah, and yeah, high yeah, reward, yeah. but it's not something to run away from. No. And also to have the awareness that love is not just romantic, you know? Yeah. There's love between your friends, there's platonic, there's love of your livelihood and your work that you can put yourself right. into. Yeah. And all these things are massively important because in the grand scheme of things, it's one of the only sen uh, sensations that will transcend us when our physical bodies aren't here before. Yeah. And, and it's the same, and that same, and just to bring the, that whole, this whole rambling into like full circle, <laughs> is that this is why people are online, because true, everyone wants to be validated. We're a social species, yeah. and our immediate reality may not lend to the validation we seek as a social species, so then we go looking for that online. And we try and be somebody, create, create a so person I, that we think will attract more validated. love. We want to be yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, and love is a drug. We say that as well, but there are more reduced versions of it. And I guess attention and lust, and these are all just reduced versions of the validation. Yeah, and yeah, validation man. are all just more diluted versions of what we all want, which is to be loved and to be revered. And to just feel, as a social species, that our presence is perceived and welcomed by our uh, human contemporaries. Yeah, man. It's so, true. This is why... Human beings have this unquenchable thirst to find out where we come from and where we're going. Yeah. And it, to just turn around and go, like Ricky Gervais said it the other week, he's like, we're just here. We are just here. Mm -hmm. And this is, this, is where, this is what he was, this is his belief. Yeah. And I, I, I agreed with it. I was like, we are just here. And there, there's, no, there's nothing, you're never going to find out where we came from. No, no. You're never going to find out what's in front. All we've got is this bit here. You should make the most of this bit. Yeah. So all this looking for things, this unquenchable thirst, you're never going to quench it. There's no, you you're you never going to get there. You won't. I mean, because, I mean, and one of the reasons we won't get there is because if you want to know where we come from, like we are, humanity is everywhere. Yeah. So in, if we wanted to really uh, aspire to really find out who we are and where we're from as a species, then we would have to do away with ideas like nation and we'd have to do mm. away with ideas like religion and race yeah. and gender because unless we become a collective consciousness, yeah. then there's no way, unless we're, we are united, we're gonna be able to, again, observe our consciousness and observe our narrative. And yeah. Because I, if, our, if our narrative isn't united or we haven't got a unified theory of humanity, which we definitely don't have, then you know we're gonna find a unified theory to explain mm. where we've appeared in the cosmos. And he, he does make a point, so I know he's an atheist, and yeah. I think I'm, I'm more spiritual, more agnostic than Ricky Gervais, but I yeah. do see his point in the fact that like, there isn't really an alpha and omega. There is, if, especially if we can, you know, if you're a religious person, mm. and you, know, you do believe, I imagine, in an omnipotent uh, figure or God, then your God is supposed to be an alpha and omega, and he's always been and will always be. But, and if we are made in his image, then in the same token, it's like that there wasn't necessarily a beginning and an end because mm. by law of physics, energy can't be created or destroyed. So yeah. in the same way, so like when people say stuff like you can't live in the past, 
they make a point, but I think a lot of time that's people trying to alleviate themselves responsibility because they're all, for me, it's all running at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. For me, like, your past, because, I mean, time is not linear, and that's any, any physic, quantum yeah. physicist can tell you that time is not linear, we have no way of measuring it. And I say that because we are experiencing our past, our present, and our future co-currently. It's all happening at the same time. Yeah. And I mean that by the fact that, for example, you look at the, part, you look at the sun, that's time travel. Because of the light years it takes for the sun's light to reach the, to reach the planet, yeah, right. you're already looking. You're already you are looking through a, a time stream because yeah. it's older. So, so you're looking at the past. Then, technically speaking, whenever you have a memory, or it's a shared memory with somebody, it's same. It's the same process. Because that person at the time, you know, depending on what you consider thoughts to be, and if you can pick them up, and if they are like they can be transverse waves, or it can be music, or because mm. when someone records something, for example, or they record their voice. Like they record that as a transverse wave, and transverse waves can't be—they can't dissipate. They just—they become fainter, they become more spaced out. But yeah, right. there's like recordings from like whether it's the 60s and stuff. They—they they just keep going out into space. Yeah. Which means again, so the past still remains the present. Yeah. It hasn't, right. it hasn't, dis- it hasn't disappeared. Like ripples on a pond. Just, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then by the same token, because we do use a linear or decimal way of trying to measure time, whether we say so, we say seconds as a small measurement, but then you can go into like milliseconds and nanoseconds. Mm. That means that the present can't exist because in me just uttering the word the present, several nanoseconds have passed, which means yeah, right. there is no present state to be in. So he, he, by that token, it means he's right. There are no real having this kind of like past, present, and future, and having mm. a very limited way of thinking about existence. It doesn't really yeah. work, especially because space doesn't work in a linear fashion. It's if anything, it's a wave and it's expanding, yeah. and waves wax and wane. So it's like yeah. You have to kind of yeah. embrace the time we are, but I think for human beings to really be able to, uh, you know, grasp the human mind and really observe real mental health, then yeah, the first thing they need to do is just become aware of and accepting of all of humanity. Yeah, As of, there are a lot of systems in place now where you know, like the like, because obviously on our podcast, this this podcast, you were talking mm. about like men and men with mental yeah, health, yeah. And, and and in some ways that can always be exist as a. Uh, a schism to women's health and you know obviously people talking about men's issues because like I said we've not had the opportunity to increase or work on developing emotional yeah. intelligence it. and um, it's crazy because it's like the paradox that is required for you to know you come from a woman and then have some say in how they should be controlled mm, no, no. that paradox look you are always going to be fucked in your head yeah. and the reason why is because it's like whoever a man is I don't care how tall, how strong, every man on this planet has cried for a woman. Yeah, right. So yeah. for there to even for patriarchy to even exist, it's probably the biggest paradox that men are dealing with in terms of their mental health. Yeah, is man. that you are born in reverence to a woman. Yeah. And at the behest of one. That's it, yeah. So now this supposition that they are trying to usurp us or take power from you. Yeah, man. It's, it's insane. And it's a duality that will fuck you forever. Yeah. Because you're gonna live in constant fear that you're gonna be Really, you feel because because a woman really is a reflection of your helplessness, and really nothing will undercut the image or the narrative of masculinity than a woman. Yeah. Because like I said, it doesn't matter. Strongest man in the world, you cried your fucking eyes out when you were it's born true, because yeah. a woman you needed a woman to take care of you. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. a man couldn't do it because you nurse from a woman. She that's the, who they cut the cord from. That's, that's how you'll survive. How she can, t- can however she conducts herself will determine the manner in which you come into this world. Yeah. So this idea that losing ground to matriarchy 
If they wanted us dead, you'd be fucking dead. <laughs> simply put, if they, yeah, wanted, if they wanted us dead, we'd be fucking dead. True, true. So it's like, again, for you to like be like, oh, I'm a Darwinist, but then women have lower rates of mortality in infancy. They, they're more likely to survive. They're more, they're, they are the reason we're able to continue as a species. So there is no interest, be it political or social, for women to suppress men. No. Because we need them to survive right. and they create us in order for us to survive. Yeah. That is an instinct they've had way before you were even any kind of field of study yeah. regarding gender. It's the instinct they've always had. Yeah, man. To, where yeah. Rain, shine, sleet, snow, hail. The reason we're still fucking here is that in the midst of war and famine, women are still like, women. I still have to bring my fucking offspring into this world. That's right, man. Yeah. So, yeah, you've nailed it, man. And that's, and that's, yeah. and that's the big part of men and our paradox and what we struggle with is this, this fact that like, we feel, we feel we have to create all these ideas. Like at the end of the evolutionary train of Homo sapiens, it's a, like a European man with a spear. The, the definition of species is an organism that can mate with another organism and produce viable offspring. And that just basically means like, a lion and tiger can mate, but normally the offspring will be uh, infertile. Mm. So that's why lions and lionesses yeah, mate. Right, so that's, right. the, that's different species. So human beings, we, we're all Homo sapien, and there's been a lot of pseudoscience created to say that we're different, whether it's like phrenology and the shapes of our heads. And we talk about breeds more than mating, because that's yeah. the problem, like in Europe, we breed more than we mate. So it's like, this person's from this stock and they're from this class, and we yeah, focus yeah. on this rather, but we're all homo sapien and it doesn't affect us at all. So we've kind of fucked ourselves in that respect. But because of the fact that you need to define a species, you need a member of that species to be able to pass its genes on, only women can do that. Yeah. So why a woman isn't at the end of the evolutionary chain is the beginning of where our problems begin. Yeah, yeah, man. And you know, that- So has... you're coming off social media then? <laughs> no, no I have, yeah. I'm really thinking about it because I was watching, yeah. like I said, I was watching this stuff and just saying how much it affects you. And like you said, it's like, you don't even think about it. You look no. at your phone and, and it's your whole fucking day's ruined. Whole day. Yeah, whole man. day's room and I've seen you as well I've yeah. seen you and, I, and I've been so your, bad yeah. for it so this is why it's come, I've been so bad for it because it, for me it was like I want to prove that I, I, it won't affect me but you can't do that long term it's going to affect you of course it is it's going yeah. to affect you and I, and I just, I, and I just I, why am I allowing because then yeah. whether or not I think so these people aren't in this for like you know because they're not in this for like you know for, to be bested like, um, um, intellectually you can they're not, they're not in it to be bested. Like, your argument is valid, but they're not arguing to win a point. No. Even if your point is valid and it's full of truth, this person is not here to discuss facts. No, That's no, not no. why they're here. No. They're trying to be validated by their yeah. own bullshit, or they're just trying to get attention. It's always attention. That's, mo that's what most of it is. Yeah, yeah. And I see you, some of your interactions with people, and they come from a, you know, you've got the knowledge and you've got the facts, and, yeah. you're, and I read it, because I know you, I read it, I can see you saying it, like, because yeah, yeah. Because I see them, because you see the reaction, and they're like, "Are oh, you fucking?" Yeah. And you're like, "No, that's not what I said. It's this is like, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. This is my point." And I'm like, "He's making a valid point." Yeah, but that's but, what, but, but that's it's not, not about that's, valid points. That's not what they're not. It's all about, about attention. It's about attention, and, yeah. I, and, I, and so for me, I had to realize that that a, given my power of my mood to be controlled by this, yeah. and my ghost to the machine is always going to damage me because this is in a phone. This person can't affect me. If I don't touch this thing, mm. they can't do anything. They can't affect me. They can't change my mood. So I can't, so giving my ghost to the machine has been a problem. And also it's like, you know, I just, you know, you can write a book or write a blog and then you can just have your stuff out or do a podcast and then yeah, I can yeah. have a stream of consciousness out and you don't have to hear this, this stuff anyway and yeah. you're, you're past it. And yeah, you just realize, and, you, and once I realized it's like, cause people kept saying, oh, you think you're so, cause you got a blue tick. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then I realized it's because, yeah. this is why they're so trying. It's about how you're perceived. It's about how you're, it's how yeah. I'm perceived by them. So it's like, 
and if you realize like there's no there's a waste of time yeah they're in much more pain than you are but this is it and this is why they're reacting the way they are when you like you said I put up something that was quite innocuous about yeah I wasn't pointing fingers at anyone at anyone I'm talking about the billionaires that rushed to help this thing yeah yet people were reacting like I was digging at them like you said and that's the same with you yeah there was that there was a conversation you were having about cultural appropriation yeah and I saw that and you weren't everything you said was right yeah yeah and but because because they felt bad or they felt got that's why people say that yeah. I have, I'm entitled to my opinion because have an opinion has no basis in fact mm. there's no factual basis it's just well an opinion is an opinion it's, it's not, never it's, right it's or wrong it's linked to your ego yeah because uh, an opinion because for example if you this is why this is why like a lot more negative ideologies can always prosper because as long as human beings always have this insecurity about themselves or have this inferiority complex then the suggestion of a superiority complex is always going to work. So, for example, if you're like, oh, I didn't do so well in school, I don't do so well at work, and someone's like, yeah, but you're, you're, it's all right, you're white. You're like, okay, no, yeah, you need something to believe in. Mm. So for some people, it's like their idea of supremacy is all they have. Yeah. So as a man, it's like, you know, you're already, at, so for example, men have massive shortcomings where they may not feel, they may feel inferior to other men, they may feel they're a beta male, and they may feel that they're insecure in like alpha male displays. The suggestion that they're more the superior to women then this is how they rationalise yeah. their own inferiority. Oh yeah, but uh, I'm not a woman and blah blah. So you're, so you're like, like a bitch and blah blah. So so, and it, there's, always, there's always ways to get people, and there's always ways to get, and there's always ways to get people. And that's the problem is that like you deal with. Uh, there are some people who are more aware of uh, human behaviour than others, mm. and so they're able to manipulate it without actually being definitely being involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, some people are a lot more enlightened than that. And again, yeah. it's because you know. That's, I guess, a function of uh, privilege and a, a function of society whereby, you know, some people have access to education and a big part of education is being made aware that their position in society is supposed to be superior to the proletariat. Yeah. Some people, you know, there are some people who go to certain, there's certain schools you can go to, Rich, and if you told somebody, I want to be a corporate lawyer, they'd be like, that's not for you. Yeah, right. They'll just shut it down yeah. because that's how they've been trained to do so. Whereas people go to other schools where they be like, you know, I'm hoping to get a job in like investment banking, maybe manage a hedge fund. Well, of course, here is the context yeah, right. because it's given to the, that's the, the entitlement is more suggested mm, to them. Whereas, yeah. in order to maintain the status quo, it's more suggested to you that you can't have this kind of thing. Yeah, so, yeah, my school was they, my school, they never mentioned the word uni, career. We had yeah. a careers officer that I vaguely remember going to see, yeah. but it was no, they did, if, like, if you didn't, if you didn't, because I hated school, I just wasn't yeah, academic, course. I was just boring, it was boring. Yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to learn about. I didn't want to learn about all this old shit from the past. Yeah, it is boring. I wasn't interested, even yeah. now. Because my mum and dad used to, take, used to take me to museums and my dad loved all that. I hated it. Yeah, yeah. And now if I'm away and with comedians and they go, oh, we're going to go to the blah, blah museum, I'm like, no, I'm going to swerve that. Yeah, exactly. Fuck I don't that. give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, and I lamp it all the school. So school was never, it was never like, school was just school. And then I just stopped going. It's an, it's an institution you're yeah. forced to go to. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and isn't it crazy that like, for example, we are now having a discussion, we are all aware of the importance of mental health. Mm. Now, if you go to book an appointment at a hospital, which you cancel, don't give a fuck. Why is it then, mm. if you don't give a fuck about school, you're paying tax for school in the same way you pay tax for the NHS. Yeah. But if you don't go to school, then they're gonna come and try and find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why, why, what is the insistence on that? Like, no one loses if you don't go to school and you're not, you're not on, you're not requiring any resources like school dinners yeah. or the additional overheads to maintain you as a student. Why is someone going out of their way to find you? Yeah. So obviously someone has an interest in you completing this programming. That's right. Yeah. Someone has an interest in that. And the problem is as well, is that like, 
school was very standardized. So even in Harvard, they had an experiment and a, a Harvard professor called Gardner and he identified these seven types of intelligence. Now, see, now it means in Harvard, they are going far enough to work out where people are able to excel, mm. you know, because it's an Ivy League school. Whereas you're in a, if you're in a public school in the UK, for example, where very clearly you've forged a career which has proven that you are very creative mm. and also, you know, your job requires you to be very loquacious and very articulate with words and almost subvert vocabulary. Yeah. Now, if I was to ask your English teacher that when you was in school, he's not going to say that shit about you. No. But you make more money than he does doing that now. Yeah, man. So you do it better than him. So why is someone not there trying to identify the aptitudes that you have based yeah. on maybe these models of seven types of intelligence and being like, okay, well, we know Rich is good at, Rich is good at, has a way with words and you can talk to people. Emotional intelligence is a massive boon to have. This is why people who are psychologists and psychiatrists make a shitload of money. That's right. You obviously have to have a way of building rapport with people and have you know, a certain level of intelli- emotional intelligence. Otherwise, you couldn't do your job as a compare, right. for example. No one is there identifying that. No. And again, it's the paradox is that how, so how is anybody aspiring for a meritocratic uh, society where we're all doing better if you have a skill but someone has an interest in a cap or commercial interest, which it always is, yeah. for you to stay at this level, so you're not able to realize that. And we're still, and even though we live in an era now where literally you can find somebody anywhere on the planet, you are turning, just your phone can produce technology and images and stimulation that would have been a dream as a child. That's right. And yet you're supposed to ignore this and still stay in a classroom and listen to one person speak. Yeah, yeah. And then you're supposed to ignore the fact that this person is telling you, this is how you perform science, but you are not a scientist. That's right. And I am supposed to give all of my power over to you under the idea that you are the optimum, optimal yeah. person to teach me this. That's right. I don't ask you for your grades. <laughs> I don't know how you passed this module. I bet you would have done as well. You I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a fair question to ask. If yeah. someone's insisting you learn this, if I said to you, Rich, this is how it's supposed to be done, and you were like, well, how was it when you did it? And I was like, well, I haven't done this. What are you talking about? That's You'd right, be like, well, yeah. why the fuck would I trust you? <laughs> and, 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 it, and, it's just these, and these are all very simple questions that we never ask. In the same way that, like, conversation about police brutality, we've already discussed how we are aware how post-traumatic stress disorder can affect member, like members of the military yeah. and make them nigh on homicidal or suicidal. The police see the same level over a more sustained period right. of violence and apathy and yeah. you know like the depth of humanity. Well, I have, so I have, but no a, one ever says, no. are they okay? Are they no. going out and developing a psychosis and visiting this brutality on other people? Yeah, man. When you, my friend works for a company that builds piping. If I go and see him, he can't smoke weed because he'll be urine tested. Yeah. When you hear about stuff with the police, if you run a race too quickly, they'll yeah. be like, mm, we should test this person's blood. Yeah, right. You kill a child, no one's ever like, shouldn't we test this guy That's for his right, urine? Yeah. Know what he's on, you know? Let's find out, but, yeah. Because the police, you know, you're dealing with a lot of scary shit. You know, sometimes you're dealing with some very powerful people. We know what like, you know, villains or gangsters look like. So a lot of time you gotta take, you know, you may have to take like fucking steroids just to keep up with the people you're running after. Then your tupacca day is a beat. You may see some fucked up shit. Now, if you're seeing excitement, you have an adrenaline release. So when you finish an adrenaline in your system, what can you not do? Can't sleep. So, sorry, if you're a police person, you may be prescribed with sleeping pills. Or if you're seeing trauma that you're not used to, you're gonna be prescribed antidepressants. All of these things have side effects, which we never discuss. And again, because you're in school, 
and you've been taught, I have to raise my hand to talk to for this fuck who I don't even know. Yeah. They could have been sniffing coke the whole weekend. <laughs> but you don't know, but you are it's taught. True, but true. school was one of the reasons why it's so emphasized, because you're taught to just concede to authority. Well, this person says so, so I must know. That's right. There's people in the 50s now, or your grandmother's age, yeah. when she was your age, they'd be like, smoking? Hell yeah. I'm a doctor. I know it's called. Right, yeah. <laughs> you should give me yeah, in hospitals. Yeah, it'd be yeah. fine, yeah. They, they, they smoke in hospitals. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My, um, I suppose he would be my, he was my stepson. He's now, uh, he's now a police officer. Mm -hmm. And he's a police officer. I'll keep banging the table. He's a police officer. I don't know where he is, but it's in, might be around the Croydon area. Um, but he was, he was, he messaged me after the first one of these and just said, you know, talking about men, mental health, he goes, you, you, you don't realise what, he's only just become a police officer and you, you don't realise what they have to deal with on a daily basis. It's fast. Someone freaking out in a supermarket, yeah. someone else, and they, and like you say, they have to turn up and they have to assess the thing. They, just can't, they can't just go rolling in and just bang them up. Yeah, I remember, they have to go, right, police, let's you know, work you out why. You need to be a policeman, you know? No. Think about how, you know, you have to go to university to be a policeman and you're given a gun and you are put on the front line. Yeah. Like, we're talking about just even us even learning to even manage our own psychology. You're out there on the front line dealing with the psychology of the entire of all of society. Yeah. And you're given policies which you may not even understand that you have to enforce. Yeah. At the, at the expense of your job. How, to, to suggest, and I'm not an advocate for the police and brutality, but to suggest that these people are seeing and doing what they're doing and no one's bringing it home and yeah. no one's being affected by it and they can still go and perform law enforcement without becoming fucked or 
some or that corruption would exist in the Catholic Church, but not in law enforcement. Yeah. That can only be that's a that can only be a function of this cognitive dissonance or you being in school. And for me personally, I just think, I think yeah, school is that's where it begins. Yeah, that's where the problems begin. True. Men, yeah. That's where mental problems begin. That, that you when you are if you're going to have debate and have discussions and you know and about things that motivate you, you're done. It's done within the confines of this person's put up their hand, this person's yeah, put up their hand, yeah. or it's time to go, so the conversation ends. And you're and not achieving, and you're not achieving, so you're letting everyone down. You're letting yourself down. Yeah. So you have got that self doubt building up because you, yep. you're like, well, oh god, he's 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 got those grades, but I, I don't, I haven't got those grades. And just because you've got different intellect, like you say. And it's, and, it's not, it's not, and it's not inferior, it's just, no, it's just different. one works where the other one works, you know. It's like, for example, some people who have, like, comedians I know who may have physical disabilities, but obviously their cerebral capacity. Yeah. Well, I mean, the smart, one of the smartest men in the world, like Stephen Hawking. That's right. You, you don't have your kinesthetic intelligence, you don't yeah. have your physical faculties, but cerebrally, you're more intelligent than most people yeah. on the planet. I've had, I used to work with um, uh, children with mental and physical disabilities. We used to do this thing called Kids Camp, we used to take them to Thought Park and things like that. And that's why I learned that that exact that very same thing. Just yeah. because their body's not working, their brain is still there. And I've had it. I'm probably, over, probably overcompensating. So yeah, it's working, yeah, yeah. It probably works better and harder than most, yeah. most other people. And they're frustrated because they can't because their thoughts are far superior to anything I could exactly, cut, but they yeah. can't get it out. So they so they sit there and they bite themselves and they and they freak out because they feel, can't. Like I said, to feel yeah. something. And you can't. And, because, and other people. I've had this at gigs. I had someone in the front row a little while ago. And he was in a wheelchair, and, and his mum was with him, and he was he was talking, he was communicating with a book, like he could just point at this yeah, book. Yeah. His brain was there, man. He of was course. laughing, and he was there, but to actually communicate his thoughts was a was a problem. And I and I started to chat with him, and I'm like, right, I said, you got swear words in that book, and he was, and he started freaking out because he couldn't get to the pages quick enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was brilliant. And you go, right, he's there, he's fucking there, and we had a, such a good time. His name was Sam. And it was brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. it was fucking great. Because and, and just because you and that's just because you're meeting him on an, uh, an equal level. Yeah. Just to have a normal exchange, which, again, from social engineering, he's fucking deprived of that. Yeah. So that's what. And even the swear word thing, swear words, and the reason why people enjoy them is just that because we have a common etiquette and we have a common narrative. So when someone defies that and they're like, fuck, especially when you hear a kid say it, it's yeah. like, holy <laughs> shit, because it's just that small bit of defiance that just changes this, the stream of consciousness. That's why people go for it. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's like, dis again, with disabilities, like we're, we're so behind on the research we can do with that. Like even mm. autism and stuff like that. And most people who have autistic children and stuff, you can, you can tell you that there'll be one instance whereby that child and their ability to like focus on one particular thing, mm. whether it's they excel, if they excel numerically, or just their idea to retain a certain level of information. The, the harder we work to understand it, stuff like mental health, like, how that will be the next stage of our evolution. Yeah. And, it, and but what we're doing instead, and maybe worryingly, is that we are giving over that power to uh, artificial intelligence. Mm. And I'm not saying necessarily that artificial intelligence is necessarily bad, but you know, like Nietzsche said, it's like, God makes man and man kills God. Yeah. And we are doing the same with artificial intelligence. This yeah, is it's something, it's well, something we've created naturally, yeah. which is now, like I said, is given, is basically now working like a, because it doesn't need to like be like anything cataclysmic. Mm. We've seen how people are affected just when people find out what people think of them, yeah. how much that can destroy you. And that's what social media provides, like yeah, a laxative man. for that, that same mind sphincter you're supposed to have to give you a filter. <laughs> social media is a laxative, so now you're verbal diarrhea. So now we're all in the shit of our consciousness stuff for that. So it's like, if your brain is a stream of consciousness, then social media is like a sewer because mm. it makes you dump shit out and like, 
it becomes a cesspit of like human consciousness and some of the stuff you're like, what the fuck is that yeah. like, at my feet? And once you take, so it's probably safer if you take a walk in your own head a lot of the time. So for me, and for me, so what I deal with, I guess more on a day to day, like mentally is the fact that like I made the choice that I didn't want to be inhibited by social convention, how I thought, mm-hmm. because yeah. I know that Dane 20 years ago, being around and having conversations, talking about stuff like gender fluidity and being around people who are androgynous or trans, yeah. I may have been a bit more apprehensive to speak to people like that. Not because I didn't like them or predisposed, but I just I'd be didn't like, understand. I would think, yeah. what do I have in common with them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After spending the time to unlearn that stuff, it's a there's, there is nobody I am adverse to speaking to. No, there's nobody I'm adverse to interacting with, because why would I? Everything, anything about the aesthetic is immaterial. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah, and. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, the other side of that is that as a fucking heterosexual cisgender black man, people, when you open your mouth, people look at you're fucking crazy because they're not used to someone speaking like this. No, of course so, not. So, again, me speaking like this and define what is the aesthetic means people shut down. So, critics and stuff, they're not used to someone speaking like this. No. So, they're like, well, he's taking on too much. And then they, and they all give, have an Icarus complex, like, oh, he thinks he's too smart, he's trying to take on too much stuff. My peers are like, what the fuck? Because people think, because I, I pick up on the, all the small nuance stuff, which it's just always been my nature anyway. Yeah. But, and that's positive because it means you notice stuff and you can pick up on, for our line of work, like I said, you're picking up on that's right, yeah. psychological it's, yeah. or physical cues. But when you're, if you're, if I'm saying to somebody, here's my problem, yeah. to most people, they're going to, he's going to, he's going to just yeah. destroy me. It's going to destroy <laughs> me. So people build up defenses straight away. And I find most people, it's like, then they'll shut down and be like, you're being aggressive, you're accusing me of stuff. And so then I, I so I leave it alone. But yeah. unfortunately with me and with most people, if you don't get that resolution of having an interaction with somebody, mm. then once it's you're left head. in your own head, yeah. just gonna, like so a tumor. Do you find that, do you, tumor, find, tumor. do you find a lot of the time, it's that if you, you, you overcomplicate a situation Yeah, you overanalyze all it, because yeah. I've not had the interaction with other people. And it's not always the case, but like I'd say for me, the amount of people I can talk to, Openly, yeah. like outside of something like a podcast, like, like close friends, comedians are good to talk to, but mainly like close friends, my sister and my manager, because because people think I'm just trying to tell them that they're a piece of shit, and mm. it's not that. But it's like I'd rather have everything out and just let's have all of our insecurities and stuff, have all this stuff out, address all of it, and you know, have a therapy session between someone you know and yeah. trust. Yeah, yeah. Because that obviously we are lacking that, which is why therapy and popular um, pop psychiatry has prospered so much is because we're too afraid to have this interaction with people that we share a bed with. Yeah, man. And it's fucking crazy. Like, someone, you're sharing someone's... Like, how... Don't let someone inside of your body if you're not going to let them inside of your fucking head. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's nice. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so true, that's man. That's I see it, yeah. man. And going back to what you were saying, like, self-love and uh, what I did when I had counselling and things like that was realise that like yeah it starts with me yeah yeah and in order for everything else around me to improve it always does yeah like you say just simple things like okay taking care of yourself yeah start eating a bit healthier yeah yeah make your bed put your clothes away just small things that unclutter and just and it's just small rituals that unclutter your mind yeah and and like yeah and it's holographic principle so it repeats it's just it's small things because you notice like when you're fucked it's like no one gives a fuck about me when you're moving and you, yeah. like, and you don't need anyone's help, people are more inclined to help you. Of course you they are, man. Because, they need yeah. because, because like I said, they're seeing the best part of you or what they perceive the best part of you. It yeah. activates the best part of them. It's like, oh, this person's going. A rolling yeah, stone gathers yeah, no moss. Yeah, that person looks like they're doing something. I want to be it. part of it. So, yes. And that's it. I've said it because we're a social species. So if you're aspiring and appearing to evolve, 
the people within your immediate social circle will want to do the same because you so appear true. to be moving. So yeah, let's have a simple example. This podcast, yeah, yeah, has suddenly people are wanting to. They wanted me to do stuff. They wanted me to do gigs. And then you're like going, oh, man, yeah. They see the positivity, yeah. Sitting sitting back going, fuck fuck this, man. Why are they, they've got that. Why have they got that? What's going on? Why haven't I got that? And the thing is, that's it. And it's not that it's why have they got that. It's that them having that reminds me I don't have anything. Yeah. That's what the issue is. It's not them. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's it's not, not about it's, them. Yeah, it's not about them. It's yeah. that by seeing them having it, it makes me feel like I don't have. And that's, again, a large part of that comes from this capitalist engineering whereby we work within what appears to be a zero-sum economy, where mm. it's like, for me to gain, someone has to lose. Yeah, yes. And we keep yeah, trying to make yeah. ourselves all right with that. But you to have those two, the, the uh, idea of zero-sum and humanity, where you're a social species, but you're supposed to be out for number one, they can't coexist. No. It's very hard for it to coexist. So... So like my friend said yesterday as well, he's like, you know what, yeah, you think about it, like, even if you did get like, a, imagine you're a millionaire with a house and no one comes to visit you. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, cause I was, cause obviously, because he knows I sometimes get anxious about my career and he's like, yeah, it's all mm. well and good, but remember, I was like, you're a millionaire nowadays and where you're gonna go on holiday and, and have to yeah. make new friends every time you go on holidays. That's it's fucking long. Yeah. And buying friends and stuff. And again, that stuff will take a toll on you. Cause when you talk about like suicide and mental health, People most affected by that are middle class people, you know? Yeah, yeah. Middle class men are the highest number of suicides. Yeah, and right. I think the reason why is because, I guess, when you're from the working class, then because such a large part of your existence is survival, yeah. then you already feeling the, you're feeling yeah. the thrill of life just trying to get by every day. Yeah. When you're in the ruling class, well, your incentive is to maintain power. So you're controlling the middle classes and, and the working classes. Mm. So there's a motivation there because, well, you've obviously been taught that you're better than everyone and also you're working to maintain, like, control mm. is a massive thrill in terms of, and also, you project control because there's parts of you can't control within yourself. Yeah, right. With politicians and stuff, it's like, because if you're a politician and stuff and you knew you actually had power, you wouldn't need to appeal to people for elect, to be elected mm. as such. You, you wouldn't need to. If you're a natural leader, you don't necessarily need to be like, vote for me and I'll make no. the promises. You're, you make like, it happen. It's holographic yeah. principle. You're doing something now, Rich. Because you're leading by example, people are like, oh, well, Richard's doing good, so now I want him involved. Yeah. Whereas if you were like, oh, give me a gig and I'll, I'll do this. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, like, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> so, it's, it's, so it's the same, so same yeah, principle as a politician. Right, you don't need to aspire for power if you already have it. So the yeah. ruling class, their interest is wherever we're lacking. Because like I said, they're born the same way you are. Yeah. They're born in the same way, covered yeah. in shit and mucus and crying like Tears, anybody else's. Yeah. But it's this idea of trying to separate themselves from this reality. So they try and control other people. Now, the, your, the problem is when you're in the middle class, you're in the middle, whereby your most of your basic physical needs and air, food, water, shelter are met. Mm. So you're not out here just trying to survive. And, you know, a lot of people came, you see strong when I came yeah, from the streets, yeah, I, had to, I had to fight yeah. for everything I had. Like, we all know that noble story of like, I, I fought for everything I had. You don't have that fight when you're in the middle class. Also, you aren't really in control because you just do better than the working class, but you're not the ruling class mm. where you can determine policies that may ultimately benefit yeah, you yeah. or be a detriment to you or your, your family. So you're just in this limbo whereby you have a superior standard of living to these guys, which gives you a little bit of an obliviousness of mm. like, I guess the, just the human experience in the human spirit of triumphing and evolving and surviving. Yeah. And you know, the whole Darwin experience is kind of being deprived of you because of capitalism. And then you're not in power. So you're just in the middle, like you're like the middle child. And again, yeah, right. and then because of that, well, the people up here who seek to control people, they don't empathise with you because they only care about control. Mm. People beneath you, and this, is, and this is the complex that a lot of straight white men are dealing with as essentially the global middle class, is that you know, they're like, no, my life isn't perfect either. Well, we're all going to be like, how the fuck isn't it? 
<laughs> you're a white man, straight white man. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You would may have inner turmoil, but because yeah. the st- suggestion aesthetically is that your life is perfect, mm. you can't get a, you can't gain empathy from the the control the ruling the working class either. So we're like we won't mm. give a fuck because you're smart. doing better than we are. Yeah, yeah. So you're in this you're in the middle now. So then now this detachment and this isolation comes whereby now you're seeing the narrative where women don't trust you. Yeah. And women talk about rape culture. What the fuck? And then, you know, the black and brown people were like, we don't trust you. So mm. Now you're more and more isolated, and it's like, yeah, well, right. and isolation, as we've talked about before on other podcasts, it's the worst thing. It's the worst thing. Yeah. So then, so then, when someone comes along and it's like, no, it's okay to be a white guy. The problem is they're trying to take it away from you. Yeah. Oh, they are trying to take it away. Uh, I'm not a racist. No, we're not racist. Come on, it's different. We're centrist, and this is populism. Mm. And just come this way. It's a little bit. Well, this just sounds a bit right. But no, it's not right when it's alt right. Come on, man. Let's <laughs> try to have something for ourselves. And you know, this is what I mean. When you have a whole collective consciousness and collective adolescent consciousness mm-hmm. most people are their worst people in school that's where you can, you're trying to conform the most which is why now you're, it's a lot easier to see this mad stratification of human beings now where it's like okay but we're trans and we're feminists but we're turfs so we're not feminists but we don't like trans it's very yeah, different yeah. and then we're black feminists and then we're Asian feminists and uh, we're right wing but we're, we're Hindu right wing and then we're Muslim but we're Sunni and, we're, and, then, mm. and then yeah but we're westernised and blah, blah, blah and we're Sufi and, and so it very easy nowadays to see that in the height of our technological advance, motherfuckers saying the earth is flat again. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, this is a, how crazy is that? Because just, all of that, all of that, all of that that you've just that you've just said, all those different labels and things that people are, and then flat earthers have gone. Well, we haven't got something that identifies us as to make us important. Yeah. The earth's flat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We need so something. that's it. So it's another thing because it's human beings striving to be important. And also, it's, and it's because. Social media has given us the God power that we always spoke about. Because it means, because if, if you were to qualify Godhood, there's three things. It's omnipotence, where you're like all powerful. Omnipresence, so you can be everywhere at the time. And omniscient, so you know everything. That's mm-hmm. your classification of a God. This is what social media gives you. Because yeah, you're trending, man. you know where everything's happening in the world, which is why anxiety is growing. Because before, <clears throat> there'd be a few tragic news stories when you read a tabloid or a broadsheet. Now you need to know every fucking shit thing that's happened in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's too much for us to handle. Yeah. Then you have like your... Um, Omnipotence, where like you know you're all powerful because pretty much everything is at the touch of your thumbs. Mm. So it's very hard for you to, to aspire to stuff, and you can create a false reality. So why are you going to aspire? So if you look at the line of social media and the line of childhood obesity, they're probably a big congruence there. And then yeah, cool. uh, yeah, and then you have um, what's the name? Omniscience is all knowing because now you can know how people think. Yeah. who probably may not be nice people, but you could work alongside them because no one's revealing their real self under corporate conditions. But now it's been revealed, and now we're seeing um, tweets and stuff from six years ago. So now you know how people think. It's a lot for human beings to handle this godhood that we've asked for. We weren't supposed to have it. So now people are like, oh shit, we are now standing at the precipice of human evolution, mm. and that is scaring people. Let's go back to where the earth was flat. That was yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, safe. Yeah, that was okay. Then. No, well, that was that was, that was yeah, right. That was, that was safe. Yeah, it's we, not right. And women, parchment. women did what they were told. And <laughs> blah, blah, your children. <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. So that's right. Yeah. So that's um, so you're seeing a yeah, lot of people. Let's have turn it for dinner. Yeah, yeah. People, yeah, yeah. Like I, when I see like grown people, like you know, because this is how, and this is the, the, how we're living. Like you know, people in their thirties and, and living, you know, sharing spaces with yeah. other people who they don't know very well. People in their thirties are now still living like students, and yeah, you know, and yeah. you still people, and then people, and because of that. Uh, arrested development and long-term stuff it's like yeah. people got housemates and stuff who don't clean up after themselves and people used to still maintain this adolescence whereas if you started moving into your own home and owning your own home then you would need to observe more responsibility and you'd be more accountable for kids yeah. we're doing all this stuff later than we used to and people have been able to perpetuate their adolescence a lot longer than they used to so yeah. that people can be obstinate and people can be vague and they can be hard to deal with in the house 
there is no surprise that with this prolonged idea of people living in houses longer than they are, people dating longer than they are, that 42% of marriages are ending in divorce because it suggested to you that choice is suggested to you so much mm. that everyone's just become spoiled. Yeah. yeah everyone's yeah, spoiled. Yeah. You know, because, you know, you never had the benefit of being outside of your town, whereas now you can go and you can travel a lot more and you can see a lot more and you can interact. With, you don't even have to leave your house to interact with people from another country on a very intimate level. Yeah. So people are now given this illusion of choice when, again, we haven't evolved that much. You need no. someone, that, even though it seems to be nice and be validated, you, everybody want, everybody just, everyone just wants to be loved and everyone wants someone that gets them. And like you say, anxiety is on the rise. And I was about to say, Liam Capaldi, the singer that's out at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to him on the radio on the way in and he's got, he, he's good, because he, he had a panic attack while he was on stage. Yeah, couldn't handle it. Yeah. And Lewis Capaldi. No, Lewis Capaldi, that's yeah. it, yeah, sorry. And he couldn't handle it. And he and he goes, I'm gonna have to do this my last my last song. And I was listening to it. Old school Rich was going, Oh for fuck's sake, man. Yeah, yeah. Of course it's stressful. We yeah. just gotta get on with it. But then I was like, wow, it's affecting people like him on that level. Yeah. yeah. And then he was going, it's alright, and let my gigs now, at the, the next gig he's gonna do, there's gonna be there's gonna be people there that will specialise like nurses and they're ready for people yeah. when it all becomes too much. And you go, fuck, what are we creating? It's, that you've got to have these people on hand, like tents, where someone's watching the gig and they go, I can't handle this. Because you, you have people that, I'm saying it's overstimulated. People are experiencing Godhood. And like, even biblically speaking, no one's supposed to see God. They used to say in the Bible, if you see God, you die. Because you can't fucking handle it. Yeah, and yeah. that's what you're creating. You're, you're giving people who have not had the mental faculties to even take a walk within their own brains. Mm now being given, bombarded with knowledge. Yeah. And knowledge is power, but power can short circuit shit, man. This, yeah, is, man. People, so exactly, this is people's futures going. Yeah, Whereas that's why like, it's nice to take a step back yeah, and look and up. Because remember, you could, you could guess how people were thinking about you, but it was never a problem because you didn't know for sure. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, everyone hates me, I know they do, because I can see it, my, yeah, my yeah, phone. Yeah. Like, what's this person thinking? What's this person thinking? You, you, go, you haven't had the training to do that, you're going fucking crazy. It's true, man. It's, it's gonna drive you crazy, man. That's why I love it, stepping out reading the book take a walk in your own mind write a, write a, draw a picture write a letter write something write your thoughts down call somebody and say hello yeah. to them man just hearing human voice all these interactions it will do so well for you and even the thing is like because people always say like oh you know you're so lucky you're doing this and stuff like that and it's like I would say I said, you know I don't have to derive too much prestige from what we do because this is something you would have done with your friends and enjoyed yeah. doing it, as, as, as I did, because yeah. it was always that release for you and that catharsis right. that I can talk to my friends and have a, have a laugh with my friends. It yeah. eases us all of us, it's an icebreaker. And, you know, I think with most people, just need to do the same kind of thing, where it's like, just spend some time with your friends, man. Like, when you get to that quantum of joy, yeah, when you're with your friends and you're laughing, and we're having a fucking laugh, you're cracking up on a sofa. I don't, you do, just that small quantum of that That's instance it. when we're all laughing, I don't care if you're rich, I don't care if I'm poor, yeah. black or white, it's just that one instance of joy is what everyone should like prescribe themselves at some point in their daily life. True, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. No, thanks, bro. I'm sorry I spoke so no, fucking no, no. much, but like... This has been yeah, yeah. brilliant. Oh, thank you very this much, man. Yeah, nice thanks, to meet you, man. man. Thanks, thanks for you. coming But down. I'm saying, no, I appreciate it because like yeah. I said, it's, for, even for me as well, sometimes just being able to have a stream of consciousness where I can just get this off. Get it out, man. Because this is just the speed that my head goes at. So yeah. just getting it off without, because people feel very daunted if they hear you talking like that, they just think, what is, where is he? What's no, no, no. It's, 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 it's just, this is just me, like I said, for me, it's like, I'm being able to see the world in new eyes. Yeah. And, and, and I enjoy that. And I, I enjoy like having to, like, because even me, like wherever I may have very uh, subconscious sexist beliefs and stuff, and it's being able to like, just go straight and confront it and be like, what about women scares you? 
Yeah. And it's like, that admission, sometimes they might hurt me. I've been hurt before and I'm scared I might be hurt. And if a girl says I'm ugly or my dick is small, then I just... <laughs> and once you confront that, yeah. it's like, but is it really going to be a problem? No. No. So when people, well, then women will take over. So what? <laughs> Give it a go. Yeah. Why not? They would, we, we've been fine so far. Yeah, they smashed it Because well, it's not going well now. So try something new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, try something new. So, yeah, my message my message is love for people, man. Of yourself first, and then once you do that, everything else will Absolutely, follow. Absolutely, man. So ripple, thanks, so thank you so pond. much for having me. And, uh, and also, always thank you for always being like, uh, uh, yeah, a good voice in comedy as long as I've been doing it, man. So thanks, I appreciate that. Man. Thank you for having me. Produced by Paul Daniels at pauldaniels.tv. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods, for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.